0: Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. Podcasts are given away for absolutely free. $99. 5 star reviews get right on the air. That's the promise I've made. Good, bad, or ugly. I didn't read them this week. Um, maybe I'll read them next week because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, conversation Happening regarding a team that plays in Athens, Georgia. But before we get to that, I know what I said on Twitter. I talked about doing a solo show, kind of giving you guys the full D therapy session. We're not going to do that. I decided. I talked to the higher ups myself and decided that it'd be more fun to have someone interrogate this nonsense out of me. And who better to interrogate the Bobby Heenan of the world, than my own personal <laughs> yeah. world? I'm doing. I can't believe you. I can't
1: believe you invited me for this one. You you were like, you know what? I'm going to I I, I have a cavity. I'm going to go to the one doctor that choose the one dentist that chooses to use the least amount of novocaine possible for this. I appreciate that.
0: I I appreciate your appreciation. Um and it's been a while since you're on the show. It's been a while since anyone on the show. To be perfectly honest, I was kind of avoiding recording during the winning streak. Like, and do I think I jinxed it? Kind of. So, dealing with some stuff mentally and personally, I think, I, I don't blame myself because I watched the game. I blame a lot of stuff. We'll talk about it, I promise. But one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because, yes, it was to get my medicine in the most painful way possible, public way possible. It's going to be funnier. It's better content. But also... Your boy went to dynamite last week, and I know you didn't. So it's a bit of <laughs> very a stunt. True. It's a bit of a public stunt. So very, very,
1: very true. Like I you got to see Cody Rhodes' arm on fire.
0: <laughs> so I checked off in the first hour of Dynamite. I checked off three things on my personal wrestling bucket list. I watched Daniel Bryan wrestle live. Or Brian Danielson, excuse me. Brian right. Danielson. Never seen it happen. I got to watch CM Punk wrestle live. Never seen it happen. And I got to watch Sting in the year of our Lord 2021. Oh, jeez. I got to watch the man, the icon, Sting, do work. And that's in the first hour I was in my seat, my friend. Oh Second man! Hour, I added two things to my buck list that I didn't know were there. One, I got to <laughs> Boo Cody Rhodes. That's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to Boo Cody. He's terrible. And two, I got to watch a flaming table spot, but I, I, I never thought I'd see one live. And I know part of it is the Cody homecoming thing because the last time they were in Atlanta, uh, they, they worked Phillips Arena, not Duluth. And Cody did the moonsault off the top of the cage with the Wardlow match. So I kind of knew we were getting something in a Cody spotlight. I thought it was booking himself to ki- to end a lukewarm feud in his hometown was enough in an Atlanta street fight, which at least in Minnesota, Minneapolis, they had Minneapolis-specific stuff. Hit someone with a Waffle House tray. Do something Atlanta like that that could have been. I was waiting for Trey Young to hit someone with a basketball. Honestly, I was like, let's do this. But none of that stuff happened. It's fine. It just happened to be a street fight. But I can't take away any points now. And I want to. I want to discount you and tell you Cody Rhodes ain't the shit live. But man, oh, man, he had the crowd in his hand. And the flaming table is so much cooler in person than I've ever felt it translated on television.
1: Here's the thing. I I will ask you this. Okay. would the spot have been better if Cody set it up him set up the table on fire himself and not had involved Brandy Rhodes in clearly a stealing your man's hoodie spot setting the table on fire herself
0: no, no it was smoother this way every time you okay. see those like really convoluted flaming table spots that table's got to be on fire for a long time which uses a lot of fuel um very understand. true and again like there's a part of me that, yes, wants to see the car crashes. There's another part of me that watched Jeff Hardy wander into the crowd during a house show this weekend and get taken off the tour that says, maybe I don't want to see you take those bumps. Yeah, yeah. So I've got to, like, as an older person now, I've got to. So, yes, to answer your question, I'm fine with the spot the way it was. Um, It was, it, Cody had heat in Duluth, man. But when that spot happened, there was not a person in that crowd who was booing Cody Rhodes, man. It was. Now, now,
1: now, I have one more question to add That's to this.
0: No
1: would this Atlanta street fight have been better if there was an Arn Anderson pistol whipping spot because of Glock I Anderson? Thought you were getting
0: one. I thought when the assistant came back with the taser, I thought Arn was going to take it and taser whip it, if you will. Um, but not disappointment, not you know, just something I would have booked differently. Tony Khan also is the same guy you see on Twitter. He came yeah. out like it wasn't like Vince's like you never see him. Tony came out and screamed at us before the the live event. He screamed at us before Dynamite started. He was excited like it was full blown cocaine Tony, and I couldn't have been happier to see it personally.
1: Okay, now I'm you're right. I am kind of jealous. Now the next time they come into the Charlotte area, oh, I am gonna no, have to see to. them.
0: I got to watch Lee Moriarty wrestle his his, his hero. Dude,
1: that's yeah.
0: Like, I've got a picture of my phone of the first time they touch it in a ring. Like, I I was the person in my that section cheering awful. for Lee, but, yeah, man, it was something to see.
1: Oh, man, that, that's... I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very, very jealous about this. You there, should I, and it, I didn't was, think I'd be jealous.
0: <laughs> and, and, and,
1: and you're right. I probably should be. But here's the best I, part about this. I get to skewer you later, so I'm, I'm holding... Uh,
0: that's I, the next segment. Yeah. Don't you? But I do want to say this. So we didn't get four seats. I did four seats the last time. It's not the best experience if you're not up on the rail. We got mm-hmm. um, opposite hard side camera, like 10 rows up in the middle of the section. It was wow. a perfect wrestling seat. It's just just personal if if you get going out there and you're looking for not spending you're breaking the bank on those those up close tickets, that's my favorite seat I've sat in for a wrestling event in a long time.
1: That that sounds nice,
0: dude. It like that is It was really nice. We had to so, we had to, so... to justify going past people to get beers, but once you mentally made that, that jump, you're like, all right, let's just do it. Then you're fine. Okay.
1: Okay, then. So I have to ask then, what was the C how did the CEO of your household handle everything? What did she think?
0: She loves she is my test case when I tell people live progressive wrestling can convert anyone. Take them to a live show. Anyone who's like, I don't know about wrestling, take them to a live show. There's indoor fireworks.
1: That's true. Like, That's so I, true.
0: I'm sorry. Like, you're not beating that. Like There's indoor pyrotechnics. And from there, it gets cooler. So, I don't know. I, I just... She she is a live wrestling fan to the point where she's like, there's an indie show. And like I'm like, will you relax? Like, we're not... <laughs> I don't want to go nope. to the VW. Like, I have my limits. Um, no, 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 no.
1: No one wants to go to the... No one wants to go to the local VFW and smell like indie fans bo for two hours. No.
0: because well, no. I'm a story guy. I don't want to sit on your YouTube to learn your story and then go to your event and not be excited. Like I, yes, matches are cool, but I'm a story guy. Let's 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 stop. This isn't a wrestling podcast. <laughs> no one came here to listen to that. I know why you jackals are here. We're here because it happened again. What happened again? Georgia did the thing again. What thing again? Georgia went in as a favorite. A favorite, a favorite, mind you and gave up more points in the second quarter than they give up to any team this season, following to the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide 24-41. Yeah, let's get right into it. Ned, I know you've got some things you want to say to me before I break down anything. I just want to quote um, Jessica Smatana, excuse me, from the uh, Levitard show. She said on the full cast this week after dark that championship weekend is a sparsely attended sleepover. You don't want to be the kid that wets the bed. Because everyone's gonna know it, and it's the focus of attention. Georgia once again was the kid with the yellow-stained sheets, and um, yeah. If the only thing about it is like I know you're gonna try to hurt me here, which is fine. It's this is our relationship. It's fine. I'll say this. I'm really used to it at this point. <laughs> so
1: that's the question. I, that that's the question. I I. So how. How much alcohol was needed to numb oh, no, the pain?
0: No. I'm I'm older than that. I'm older than I was. I, I didn't, it wasn't a numb the pain then, because at a certain point, like midway through the third when it was very clear that Georgia just wasn't gonna score any more points. Was like, oh, okay. Well, it vind honestly, vindication. Like a lot of the things I've been saying and the concerns I've had about this team came to light in the worst possible time. Cause at a sure. certain point you've got to sure. you're a team, you've got to go score some points and that's never seemed to be big on Kirby's agenda. <laughs> that uh, that is also true. Ask more questions. I want to. So, I want to. Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna go through the game after we talk. But I don't want to just pepper me with some of the the, when, the mean things you want to say.
1: When was when did that disappointment of damn it they're gonna do it again hit you at first?
0: Um. I will be very honest. Your boy was talking, and I want to just make sure this is very clear. The Cassius of shit up to nothing i was standing in my living room talking that shit um but part of that is because as a georgia and falcons and hawks fan i know it's gonna turn out badly i'm gonna enjoy while i got it like i was the dude partying up 28-3 fully knowing that we were gonna blow that game so i regret none of my that 10-0 when it when when the when they hit that long pass (laughs) that that long ball to williams Oh, I turned no. To Susan and I said, remember me as happy as I was up to nothing. So whatever happens, figure out. remember how happy I was up to nothing. Sure, remember me that way.
1: Did you reach a full a, at any point were you catatonic?
0: No, there's no like, i'm thirty six. None of this is new to me, okay? Like if it had been like a heartbreaker like a national title game, that had been different that had been a new kind of pain this one where i just watched a team a flawed team that overachieved all season and this year was the best version of that themselves doing so when i watched that team just utterly not be prepared to do the things you need to do in tight football games what have i said for years i said look if you don't ask players to do things when things are easy it's going to be a damn thing to ask them to do it when it's hard if you don't run deep routes and work against uh, pressure and do these things when you're up on people, when you're going to lean in the old reliable run game, at a certain point, someone's going to take that away from you. And then you're going to say, what now? The things that Georgia's Stevens had done to other teams all season, remember uh, Arkansas, whopping season. We took away the run. They couldn't pass. The game was over. The sneaky secret about Georgia is with all the, the big numbers, Stetson Bennett, the fourth is put up, They're a lot predicated on play action and the establishment of the running game. Now, if you had some more arm talent out there, maybe, just maybe, you'd be able to threaten Alabama with the pass on first down, open up the box, and then invert your offense to be able to run on second and third down. But no, that's not how Georgia does things. They find the worst quarterback possible. And they say, here, buddy, you've got the reins. <laughs> like, how did it happen twice? Like, not twice. And I've been reminded of this repeatedly, and I need to stop saying it. It happened three times. Because Fromm did it twice, which is batshit. Fromm <laughs> did it to Jake Eason, which I had forgotten about. Oh, no. I forgot about it. I forgot about, about that Kirby had chosen him over Jacob Eason, and then Eason wouldn't almost won a fucking Heisman. <laughs> I forgot. And then, and then of course... He chooses him over Justin Fields, which. Woo-hoo. Like.
1: He would have been a senior this year, by the way.
0: Don't do that. Like, <laughs> um, there's a lot of stupid things that happen in this sport. And we'll talk about a lot of them today. Yes. Yeah. But being handed prime rib and producing hamburger every single time at just that position (laughs) everywhere else there seems to be an eye for talent but with this one kirby seems to like and i because the numbers this year wouldn't allow me to make the case it was like the numbers were inassailable the passing numbers the route combinations the things that were happening past 15 yards downfield made me unable to be like, hey, guys, this is a fucking problem. But mm. it remains a fucking problem. And now George Pickens is back, which I know he old. If I tore my ACL in the spring, I wouldn't see you guys till the following fall.
1: I was. The George Pickens was going to be my next question. How good were you feeling about that not him.
0: Him. No, hold on. See, you got the wrong one. I'm terrified that this boy is going to get hurt in the service of a school that doesn't give a shit about him. Fair. I'm, you know me, I am literally holding my breath every time he's on the field. I don't, I, whatever. It is what it is. He's making decisions. I. He's a young man. Got. I hope he's got that insurance policy. So do I. Um, but he is. Like, George's. you look at George's receiving numbers from that game. Brock Bowers is great, Brock Bowers shouldn't have 10 catches. Yeah. That shouldn't be a freshman tight end job. James Williams caught seven balls. Brock Bowers caught 10? Michi got hurt and caught six. You know who the next highest – a uh, number of receptions were on the Georgia football team.
1: Was it one of the running backs?
0: James Cook at four. <laughs> it's a problem. Oh. The same way when he throws the out route, and anyone who wants, wants to fight me on this, I can show you. Was it thirteen? Thirteen weeks of film. If he throws the out route to his right, Stetson Bennett every time floats it. He floats it every time. Almost got it picked against Alabama in the first quarter because he floated it, hung his receiver up to dry, which, honest to God, hasn't been a problem this year because the receivers have been that talented. But the gap in athleticism has closed. And now you can't throw that ball. You can't throw it. I, there were so many throws where I was like, I just wish you could throw the ball harder. I said that out loud repeatedly. <laughs> I just wish you could throw the ball harder. That's it. Not further, not more accurately. He throws it damn accurate football. It takes a while to get there. And so then, I go ahead.
1: I, I just have one more question. I don't because believe
0: you knew about the one, but okay.
1: You're you're fine. You're right. So what's going to happen when this team clearly beats Michigan and sets themselves up for <laughs> Saban Kirby Smart Part Two this year?
0: You know the most fun group text in America was on Saturday.
1: The Georgia and, fan one.
0: No, no, me and the two Crazy guys. Oh no. <laughs> what's gonna happen? I don't know.
1: You see, you see it. You see it coming though.
0: No, no I want so read this tweet from Ryan McChrystal on on Twitter from Saturday. Based on opponent's adjusted EPA dropbacks allowed. Alabama will be just the fourth team Georgia's faced ranked in the top 50. Setson Bennett only started against UF, but he also played against South Carolina. Bennett in those games, 11 of 22 for 165, one touchdown, three interceptions, one point adjusted net yardage attempt. His line from Saturday, 29 of 48 for 340, three touches, two picks. And... We've reached the point in the season where I have to lean on one of my favorite high school coachisms. When is good not good enough? Yeah. When better I, I is required. One. We're at the point in the season where better is required. You can't put up those numbers when Bryce Young throws up a 26-44 for 421 yards. And now we've reached the yelling part of the podcast.
1: And when Bryce damn near had 300 himself in the first
0: half. Hey, Georgia <laughs> defense. Maybe it's a case of that you're reading the press clippings. I hope so. Maybe it's a case of you lost two top... T- two or three excuse me in the top three rounds last year in your secondary and they've been patched up and and held up by the ferociousness of the front seven maybe we weren't calling blitzes in the first half for some unknown reason maybe we forgot Bryce could run maybe it's a confluence of factors that you just hadn't seen that kind of talent on the field in front of you all season not even at practice Maybe, and I did not know this was a conspiracy theory until Felder told me today on Twitter, maybe Georgia threw the game so that they get two SEC teams in there and get double the money for the for the, uh, <laughs> conference. I swear <laughs> to God, it had never crossed my mind until Felder said, I, was like, I, I said, I don't know. I'd never heard that before, and I hate whoever told you that. Oh, no.
1: Oh, so, no. Wow. I don't know what
0: it was. I do know that Michi's not going to play Against Cincinnati, which will not matter, but it will matter against Georgia. Yes. I think, and it's not, and I, Stetson Bennett is a great story of a walk on who left, came back as a walk on again, who was third string and fought his way to start for an SEC championship caliber team two years in a row. A nationally regarded powerhouse. It is Cinderella story that you make movies about. But guess what? Movies are fucking fiction. You win the same way Kirby said, Hey Kirby, how did you beat Florida this bad? Well, I'll tell you what, I don't care how good I am at coaching, you can't out scheme talent. Stop trying to out-scheme talent. Furthermore, it's a bigger problem, and it's a problem when they did this with fields. And I mentioned it on this podcast then. I've been yelling about the same thing because nothing ever changes. I have never told a joke. If you are a top-tier talent looking to play at Georgia and you watch them habitually play the lesser player at that position, do you want to be recruited by them? Georgia's able to attract top quarterback talent because they're attracting it everywhere goddamn else. It's a byproduct, not a goal. But if you stop attracting, if the quarterbacks stop saying yes to maybe some dude you've never heard that will take your job, who knows? <laughs> if they stop saying yes to that, you're going to stop getting receivers and running backs and linemen. And, ju- and the thing you do best as a coaching staff The thing that really separates you from Dabo Swinney and his group, and that is a shot but not a shot, I'll get to it, is you're able to take not just the five stars, not just the four stars. You grab a three-star Jordan Davis and you turn that kid into something. Your ability to find the three stars, to find the spots, to find the scenes in recruiting is what sets the difference. And they've got such a big volume, it seems easier for your Jordans and your Bammas. But it's not. So when I tell you that this is not personal about Stetson Bennett, it's strictly in the service to the school, to these kids, and to the future of the talent. He cannot start the Michigan game. Oh, man. He cannot start the Bama game. I agree with half of that. It's coaching malpractice. The day they I tweeted out in October, they said, JT Daniels is healthy, but not playing. I say if he's healthy and he's not playing, it's coaching malpractice. No practice. Winning hides the problem. Losing magnifies the problems. The problems are always there. They were always there with this offense, and apparently with this defense. I've got a lot more questions about that. But with this offense, the, the cap was always Stetson Bennett's high, high point. And in 1996, Stetson Bennett would have been great. 2021, man. You've got but a Lambo in the in the garage.
1: Palm, this team will beat Michigan. No. Nope. With Stetson Bennett.
0: But that's but that's not the. What did I tell you to start this whole thing? If You don't do it when it's easy. You can't ask him to do it when it's hard. And J. I J. don't Daniels, disagree. JJ Daniels will treat Michigan as a tune-up game. Yes. If you are a Big Ten fan, I think your conference is a Ponzi scheme. Yes. Sorry. Iowa, word number four in the nation at any point this season, word. Okay, so the Big Ten's a Ponzi scheme, and I'm telling you inequivocally, that they need to start JT Daniels. Then
1: I I don't disagree. I just the the word the one thing I do worry about, and I think you know what I'm where I'm going with this. Kirby's not gonna le- learn his lesson. They're going to destroy Michigan. And set themselves up to why am I changing this up? I'm going to dance with the one that brought me and be utterly wrong yet again.
0: You know the scary part? What is it? I think that he can beat this team. I think Stetson can beat this Bama team. And that's what will really fuck us if it works. My worst-case scenario, is it working? My best-case scenario is JT Daniels. My in-between is them playing Stetson and us losing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can see – like, that's the thing. I can see this – I can see Kirby winning this game with Stetson Bennett. And Without
0: being, Michi, I, it's, it's a lot it's, – it's within – It's grasp a lot easier. Michi. Without Michi, it's a lot easier.
1: I just wonder, like the thing I wonder, I just keep coming going back to is, does Kirby learn his lesson? Does the defense tighten it up? Because there's a lot of, like three getting rolled up for 300 yards by Bryce Young himself in the first half. I I, I don't. You don't have to keep. I, I don't have an S. You don't have to keep I,
0: saying.
1: I, yes, I do. Where because I've never seen that happen to Georgia before. You have never, you haven't seen that happen to Georgia. When's that the last time you here. saw a quarter? Exactly. When's the last time you saw a quarterback roll up Georgia for 300 yards and a half?
0: I believe it was the, the title game, and his name was Tua. And I hate you. Why are you doing this?
1: If I didn't apply the pressure there and take off the novocaine, just the, people would have thought I was in the bag for you, sir.
0: Can we, can we move on to the rest of the Championship Saturday, the rest of the weekend? Have we, have we not done this topic into the ground? Everyone is tired of hearing me talk about Georgia. We're going, him, we're, we're going to talk about him again because we're going to preview the playoff.
1: Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Let's talk about Baylor Who and the fact...
0: this? What's happening? I can't
1: help it that... I... Again, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that my me. Viacom badge did not transfer over here. I apologize. Go ahead. You got to no, do what you got to do. What
0: we're going to do. I'm excited now.
1: No, 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 uh-uh. No, yeah, get I thought we were gonna go talk about the Big 12 and that that dumbass oh, decision we'll to, to run outside.
0: I want to talk about the Pac 12 first. Let's go west to east. Oregon, yes, Utah. Utah. Now look, is Utah our greatest football state? We've <sighs> been to embarrass Oregon twice in like 20 days is hilarious to me. <laughs> I have no animosity towards Oregon. I have no, no will towards Oregon. I just think objectively this is very funny. Uh,
1: it's, to me, it's hilarious. To me, is watching that team destroy the hopes and dreams of Mario Cristobal who we'll get to later.
0: Oh, it's coming up next. Don't you worry. We're talking about that on this one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like watching him destroy the hopes and dreams of Matt Mario quiz crystal ball, not only once or twice, you would think that Chris Whittingham was related to Manny Diaz somehow, the way he destroyed his
0: dreams. Manny slipped him a hundred, like, thank you for doing that. <laughs> you might get, that was his only shot to keep his job for Manny Diaz, apparently. And we've all heard <laughs> the chatter coming out of Miami for the last two months about this move, and it finally became official today. We're recording on Monday evening before the pass take on the Bills. And yeah, it, um, it's done. The deal is done. They, in the same breath that hired Mario Cristobal, they finally fired Manny Diaz. Um, which,
1: it, which, mind you, shout out to Manny Diaz for continuing to pretend to do his job so he can extract every single dollar of that buyout money. Shout out to you, Manny Diaz. You may have been made a fool of, but you're nah, at least a fool see, with an extra what I mean. film. You ain't about few to million dollars. This
0: public, man. You ain't, no, I, mean, I have to go. If you're going to do this to me in public, I'm going loud. I'm going loud. I'm going loud. And he, the statement was very terse and certainly worded. But I know he wanted his money, and I do appreciate that. Shout out to Manny Diaz. Get that check. Um, Mario Cristobal. That's a lot of money to commit to a coach. I don't think any of us think is great.
1: And that's before we get into how they came into this money to acquire Mario Cristobal and send Manny Diaz packing.
0: I'm not going to do 2 hours on Bitcoin and why I hate
1: it. Um No, it's not Bitcoin, at least not partially Bitcoin. From what the Athletic had, that was pandemic money that funded that. Well, I kid you not. Like that's like this whole thing looks like it was funded by pandemic money, and you again the you you hospitals or whatever and and how they that's, had a four million dollars. To
0: be fair, this is very on brand for that city.
1: Yes, it is. Like this was a four hundred million dollar windfall that the school got that they went and said, hey. Let's go spend this on a coach.
0: You know, the smartest money they could have spent it on. What's going to return investment fastest? Football winning things. Was this the coach to do it? We're about to find out. It's about to be a real expensive question to ask because (laughs) we know Mario Cristobal can recruit. He got kids to go to Eugene. The thing about it was, how do I put this delicately? I'm not sure he's a good football coach. And uh, there's there's lots of examples. What's my quarterback's name in uh, in, in L.A., the Chargers? Justin Herbert? Yes. What was the one note about Justin Herbert coming out of the draft? He seemed raw and underdeveloped. (laughs) Guys.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And it's going to be interesting how he pulls this off, because what he was doing was he was succeeding in the West Coast when USC was down. And now he's coming back to a Florida that he's not trying to wall off the state of Miami from UCF and from Florida and Florida state. Oh no, no, no. Those jets have Georgia tags and Notre Dame tags and LSU tags.
1: And Bama tags, by the way.
0: Oh, oh. Bama has a satellite office (laughs) set up in Coral Gables. Like this is not a game. You think you're the first one to notice talents in that part of the the world? No, 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 my friends. And you think, oh, just because you're there, you're going to wall off Say to Miami like Schnellenberger did? This ain't that. And you think they're not going to fight back? Oh, you want to get negative recruited? Congratulations. <laughs> the U, you want to be back? You want to bring back the you? Welcome to the big dog's play. Because that's what? There's only so many five stars to go around. And they aren't going to give up the ones they got.
1: Like, I just don't see how anybody out recruits Saban at this point. I don't. Or, like, him and Kirby... I, I
0: was about to say, I don't, know if, I, don't see, I don't know if you've seen these last few rankings. I, and as someone who does not believe in recruiting rankings, the numbers like that's, have said George has been doing the thing. Except a quarterback. No, no, they get him. They just don't play him.
1: Also true. Also <laughs> like, true.
0: Oh, 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 they land the talent. oh, 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 oh buddy. Uh, I'm...
1: So I'm sorry. They get the talent. They just tend to be the college quarterback dispensary at this point.
0: Yes, I yes, apologize. Yes. yes. We I are apologize. the transfer portal starting point. Um. But yes, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. I just go you, I guess go more power to the U. They are truly back in the big boy game. They're paying big boy money and they're going to want some big boy results. And if the rumor is true and they're bringing Redakovich down from Clemson, with Venables leaving too, it could be a uh, who's getting cut with the check here in Clemson, South Carolina.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that Dabo. Oh, by the way, speaking of Dabo, have you heard about the the Raiders rumors? Apparently, that he may be headed to Vegas as the Ra- as the John Gruden replacement. There were slight whispers about that round round the campfire recently.
0: So there's a joke I want to
1: make.
0: <laughs> and I don't want to make it because if it actually happens, then it's way funnier if I didn't call it. But has anyone checked Dabo's emails? Man, look. I have, <laughs> I have reasonable questions.
1: Look, look, that man is a man from Tuscaloosa. He's capable of saying anything. And I and I and Dabo, I'm not gonna say I like, but there is a slight understanding about what he is and who, who he stands for. We understand what he stands for. It ain't yeah. about much. No. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. But at the same time, Dabo's probably losing – because it's he's losing his AD that we know about. Mm-hmm. He's losing his defensive coordinator. His offensive coordinator is interviewing with Duke and I believe interviewing with Virginia – He's going, Tony Elliott's getting a job this
0: year. So that's been the game for Dabo that I kind of pointed out that he broke college football because all he was doing was every time Vendables was called for a job, he just gave him more money and no one would leave. He had blown up assistant salaries. And now they're saying yes to opportunity, which is going to, uh, the import ain't wearing that many clothes. all I'm saying. We're going to see nope. how this all shakes out. But that does not look good in Clemson right now. Um, there are many, there are many dynasties. They're a team that pops up, is good for a couple years, and pops back down. And honestly, that's what I've always thought about Miami. And we'll see how it works out here. But I don't think this is sustainable in South Beach with the, the atmosphere they're trying to vault themselves into. Going up ain't a good idea right now. Pop your head up, and get cut off. Ask Ole Miss. Remember that cheating they did to be relevant for seven years? Hmm.
1: Yeah, what happened to them?
0: Let's go to the Big 12 now. <laughs> I don't want to blame the kids you know me, I am a pro player but I know his coaches didn't tell him to dive. I know they didn't not one coach in that staff said hey, when you think you got it, make sure you leave your feet nope, not one, not zero zero, zilch and this is good because it lets the spirit of T. Boone Pickens still allow him to hate Mike Gundy <laughs> because after beating Oklahoma, I was like, "Uh oh, t may have to come down." Oh no, never mind, never mind. Gunny Gundy There he goes. And aspiring running backs, dudes who work in bars, anyone who might have to move another person at some point in your life. If you've got someone who's in between you and your goal, would you a gather your hips and weight beneath you so you can move them effectively, or b Dive at them. <laughs> Unless, <laughs> <northbound. Dive-ins laughs> usually a bad idea. <laughs> it's Even the northbound. worst idea. I got questions.
1: It's the worst idea ever.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Pitt for uh, sparing us having to answer questions as to why Wake isn't being considered for a bigger bowl. I appreciate you. Oh uh, come so, on. Big,
1: Wake lost a, a six-win North Carolina. That should be the answer. That should be the yeah, answer but right one there. one-loss
0: champion, you've got to at least ask the question, which I don't want to hear. Fair. Let's talk about the end of the Ponzi scheme that remains the Big Ten. Did you listen to me say this on the podcast? I believe the Big Ten is a team-washing operation where they schedule things in such a way that a team looks good for a second and then is immediately exposed. Of course, all the things that happen when Purdue plays you, that's just weird. But Iowa being the number four team in the nation, I saw them play football. They were at no point the fourth best team in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, jeez, What? No, Scott they weren't good. better than them. Yeah. They were the two Michigans and Ohio State. Fair enough. Michigan State. We're the number three team in the nation. For who? For what? Because you beat Michigan? Oh, are we saying Michigan's a good team now? Just trying to keep track here. Didn't want to make sure I lost any of my footing. Because now, you're telling Michigan State it's great, but now I'm telling you Ohio State boat raced them. But how did Ohio State get re- regarded as such a good team? Because they beat teams that you told you were told were good. And at any point this season, you had a serious football thought about Penn fucking State. <laughs> no, you have not. But the number next to their name means that their wins against them matter. Bullshit. The Big Ten is a fucking Ponzi scheme that overrates itself in the early regular in the preseason polls and does so in such a way that they stagger a position where they're going to rotate in and out whose games are going to matter against the teams that actually matter in this Ponzi scheme of a conference.
1: Can we get to the fun part of why we should have never taken Ohio State serious? They got bo- They got beat up by the team that lost to Utah twice. They got outplayed
0: by that team. Of At course, home. Michigan to come in there and kick him in the chest. <laughs> and now I've got to pretend for the next four weeks to be scared of Michigan. I look like the asshole. The way and there's ben only. <laughs>
1: And there's only real one really one weakness to, to Georgia against this team. And I don't even think Stetson Bennett can fuck this up.
0: It's no. If Michigan could throw, I'd be a little nervous. But they can't. Has Jim Harbaugh not ruined a quarterback yet? We gave him Dr. Shea Patterson. He ruined Dr. Shea.
1: The McCaffrey brother, too
0: before they got to Michigan, they were at least interesting. <laughs> they got to Michigan, and it was like, it was literally like he sucked the life force from them. He's a vampire. He he charges up his khakis and that silly fucking hat. I, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, Jordan's going to stomp a mud hole in this team. I need JT Daniels to take the majority of the snaps when they do it. Because if I don't ask you to do it when it's easy, it's unfair. It's a disservice to the players to ask them to do something that they've never done before when it's hard. You know why Bama is able to come out there and throw that big ball in the second quarter to to Williams? Because they do that shit. Down to nothing, up to nothing. They don't give a fuck. They're going to score points on you. Kirby said, "24, y'all lucky as hell. <laughs> what more do you want? 24, 24. I thought I thought you were over this. I'm not. I'm not over. Over. Oh, you don't get over it. You just live with the wound. I thought you. No,
1: I understand that you are. You have scars, and yes. you have been scarred by this team. Yes. And you felt good about this team when they were up ten nothing. And then oh, Nick great. Saban, and, and then Nick Saban did his typical Nick Saban thing and became Darth Vader. And you happen to be a, a, one of those younglings.
0: And I'll say this and right now. He slaughtered you. I'll say whatever, dude. This is all right. Enough, enough. <laughs> I'll say this right now. Cincinnati, you've ruined it for every group of five team that ever come after you. I'm sure I'm glad you're going to the Big 12 in a couple years where it won't matter if you make it or not. It's not about the system. It's about if you're a good football team or not because you are about to get mollywhopped.
1: Saban with a month is also almost impossible to stop. That's an impossible nut to crack <laughs> with when
0: there's actual stakes to it. <laughs> Boy. It's not even that. It's just like I've seen since he played, they got some nice little players. They're a good little football team. And I'm using those words derisively. This ain't that. This ain't Houston. You don't want this. Ask from someone who recently said the words, maybe we do want Bama. You do not want Bama. Ask Notre Dame grads who are so excited to not be in the playoffs this year. (laughs) That's true. Notre Dame against either one of these, Georgia or Bama, food, food. <laughs> oh, so we're going to get a rematch. I think Georgia can win to answer your direct question. Do I think they will win? Come on, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Um, But yeah, let's get out of this nonsense. Let's talk about the NFL because, my friend, your team got real fucking interesting real fast.
1: By interesting, you mean just completely classless and releasing news dumps on Sunday during games?
0: Interesting does not mean good. Yes. But to answer your different question, yes, it does not. <laughs> um, for those of you guys who don't know, he's not is based out of Charlotte. They brought back Cam Newton, and then they yes. fired Joe Brady. What's going on? Give me some. What's the, what's the word on the street? What are the people saying?
1: So let, let's start it with this. Giving camp, Bringing back Cam Newton was a great move. It was a nice, generous move. Now, granted, if this move would not be necessary if you didn't trade a second and a fifth round pick, I believe, for Sam Darnold, who was predictably bad, and then, on top of which, make it even worse by exercising his $18 million option, which now, mind you, they have to pay, and they're probably going to have to Brock Osweiler him and by Brock Osweiler, I mean give somebody a second or a third-round pick to take on that $18 million because he can't come back here. And then Cam Newton comes back, has one really, really, really great game against, again, against Arizona and very limited snaps, two oh, touchdowns.
0: It's real. Arizona's a real football team. It is. He did it it is. It's a real team that I respect, and I think we all respect this year. But people, I think people might get triggered by hearing Arizona. Like, hey, dude, it it's trash. I want to make sure everyone knows the context. Go on.
1: True. So Arizona is a good football team. He did his thing in limited spot minutes. He had a pretty good game against the Washington football team, and the defense let him down. And then um, the man looked. How dare again? I have to respect Cam Newton because Cam Newton is a borderline hall of famer. Man looked washed. It looked like his arm it, it looked like his arm in that Miami Dolphins game looked every bit the part of what everybody feared it to be after 3 weeks. And mind you, the worst part is he got pulled for PJ Walker. I I I don't know what to think about this team. And then they fired Joe Brady Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Now, mind you, and I need to give people context because people have been in my mentions about this multiple times without any sort of context. I don't have a problem firing Joe Brady. Teddy Bridgewater called him out for not being particularly ready to call plays at the offensive level. Teddy Bridgewater was right the offense was in the bottom third in a lot of categories. There was no way that this was going, this was successful. My problem is, and Paul, I I just need to ask you a question. When have you ever heard of about a team on a bye week firing an offensive coordinator or any staff member during games? Have you ever heard of it?
0: So, You know what else I haven't heard of? Have you read the quote that led to it? They were going to fire him Saturday, but they couldn't get in touch with him?
1: (laughs) Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that, and I'm just like, so you tried to fire the man while he was going to be out of office? Because everybody knows it, on a bye week especially, ain't nobody in the office on a weekend? Nope. Nobody's there. On a bye week? Please. So I I have questions. I also, the other thing I have questions about is if you were going to fire him and there were signs that this was going down for at least five to six days. Shout out to Vashti Hurt and Sheena, Sheena Quick, who pointed this out early. The vice president of communications is a man named Stephen Drummond. He was doing stuff around that point. And he was he was taking questions, everything else. There were signs something was going to go down at some point. If you're going to telegraph this, the proper thing to do would be to fire somebody Monday or Tuesday. The fact that you needed to do so much self-scouting, this, that, and the third tells me that this is not a professional this was not a professional firing. One. Two, the other thing that I'm starting to worry about with all this smoke, it makes me wonder if Tepper, the owner, knows what he's doing. So far, the answer is no. This is reminding me a lot of what the Jordan years were in Charlotte, where Jordan didn't know what he was doing. It took him a long time to get that N- NBA infrastructure in place and know what he was doing and take, the, take a step back and understand that, you know what, I don't know everything, even though I won the most... I can possibly win. Tepper doesn't have that infrastructure. And Jordan was... And the other thing is, Jordan was killed for not having that infrastructure for years. Tepper, I want to see if they keep the same energy with David Tepper. My guess is the man's worth $13 billion. He's going to buy a lot of silence.
0: Also, it's more fun to go with Michael Jordan than to go with David Tepper like in in a vacuum. It's just objectively yeah. more interesting um well i'm glad to hear your team is in disarray my team is garbage but they keep putting the falcons in the still in the hunt graphic i need that shit to stop immediately don't i don't what? want hope not, not okay all full up here buddy sorry okay, next time, hold on
1: you 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 root for atlanta sports hope is dead
0: i know but why so why lie like why be like oh they're still in the hunt Nah man, I know how this game plays it's factually accurate. You want I'm gonna hang up on you the, right now. How about that? The news again, right. you can't complain
1: about disinformation and then to have the Falcons up there and, and not have the Falcons
0: up there. You need the accuracy. We but need but you know who the Falcons are there by definition, not in the hunt. Now, uh, congrats to the Lions. Gay Campbell got their first win. Big things for that and the all-black coaching staff. Really appreciated that win. Are the Chiefs back? I don't know, but I thought they looked good um, beating up on a bad football team on Sunday.
1: I am... I'm not sure they're back. I don't know who's good in the AFC. I can tell you that much.
0: That's good. Like, uh, tonight, like I said, uh, Pat's, Bills, I don't think either team's particularly great. I think that Pat's defense is fantastic. I think the Bills aren't very good at all, actually.
1: But but again, we, told, did, we and you had this conversation. What was it? to start the season, and you asked me for a reason not to believe in in the Bills, and I told you COVID. I think they're amongst the league leaders in terms of players that have contracted COVID at one point or another. They've had a lot of guys in and guys out and everything else like that. That team is not to be trusted. That team, and, and, and quietly, um, Josh Allen seems to have
0: progressed. Oh, Josh back, Josh, you know what it is? He don't like the crowds. He does not like the cheers. He can't take it. I don't know what it is, but he, whatever it is, he doesn't have it real okay. quick. Before we get out of here, two quick questions. Is your team good? In, in Charlotte, the NBA team,
1: um, when they don't have five, well, they, they won last night with, despite having four guys on the, uh, on the health and safety protocol. um, I am beginning to say this is a good top eight team. Like they're playing at 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 the lowest, they are a playing team. Do I think they're I think, top six?
0: I think the Hawks, as they round into form, are going to be dangerous.
1: I think the Hawks are. I think the Hawks are at minimum an Eastern Conference semif- semifinal team.
0: Yeah, me too. Like, I like watching the high, the, the like, of course, like the round, like it's, it's, I don't judge any basketball team before Christmas. I Fair. just find that's a good line of demarcation. Like, no, everyone, the Lakers, I'm like, well, so honest to God, call me in three weeks. Like, that's how I feel about Like, let's talk in three weeks. Like, we'll see.
1: The Lakers have problems, have but I'm not, problems. I'm kind of with you. They have structural problems. And if you're looking at, like, the fact that the guts, the defensive guts of that team is powering the Washington Wizards into a really, really good start is a say, bad sign. I was
0: like, don't you mean the vacancy left by the, the gutting of those guts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the guts of that defense is powering the Washington Wizards to yeah. a very, very strong start. And the fact that they did that for us, um but
0: you, but you also I'm like not saying one good players only meeting away from, like, them peeling off 15 in a row. Also true. Like, that's and also that's true. always the co- Like, that's why I'm like, honest to God, let's talk about these basketball teams come Christmas Day. And I know a lot of stuff because Trey's going to the Garden, and oh, my God, I've never been more excited for basketball game in my life.
1: Dude, you know how happy I would be if I was you? I get a Christmas Day game, and the legend of Trey Young in New York feels like it's going to get extended, provided everybody's ha- happy. Provided and everyone's and healthy,
0: trafficking will be bad in Atlanta because the game ain't even here. Like that's my thing. Like really though, like that's really my win. Yeah, yeah. Like I honestly,
1: I get, I get that. Trey Young's going to feast on on Christmas. It's going to be so much fun. I can't do wait believe, for them. You
0: believe these Knicks, this Knicks uh, mirage from the early in season?
1: I don't think. Here's the thing. We've seen this movie before with Tibbs. Mm -hmm. First year, he comes in, he does a a great work, they make the playoffs. What happens in the second year now? Burnout. Bingo.
0: (laughs) Bingo. It's it's a pattern, (laughs) y'all.
1: Like, and between that and then you blame the... You can't blame Kemba Walker for your defensive struggles when you remove a whole bunch of really, 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 really good defensive players. And then you blame it on the short, one of the shorter guys who you brought in there for instant offense and because you could not trust the point guard position to
0: score. And just for the record, is Kemba currently playing basketball? No. Okay, just want to make sure we all get on paper. Kimba, not in the lineup right now. Nana, thank you so much for coming on, man. This is a lot of fun except for the parts that weren't. Will you tell everyone where they can find you and all your good works?
1: Um, at not, not to subscribe on Twitter. Um, also, I produce a podcast. I produce a little podcast called Eye on College Basketball by CBS. And I will be um, doing the hour with Josina Anderson for Pick 6 Podcast and the Brady Quinn Podcast. I'll be producing those soon as well.
0: If you came to this podcast looking for the producer of that podcast and to see what he does in his free time, I apologize. Um, but thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, again, thanks for coming on, man. I did need someone to kind of hold my feet to the fire on this one. And by God, you found a way to do it, didn't you, buddy? Um, <laughs> You're welcome. I've got more freedom now on the network. So you guys are going to see a bit more um, regular regularity with the uploads. And we've got some big things coming up. Well, Like I said, Christmas Day, we're going to be helping to drop a NBA kind of look at what's going on there that weekend. But there's other things going on for the month of December. I'm very excited for it to December and for 2022. Um, the, hey, Palm, can
1: I pl- Pom, can I plug one thing of yours right quick?
0: Of mine, Jesus, what?
1: Yes, the Hawkeye podcast. Uh, the see, Hawkeye podcast. It. The, the Hawkeyes podcast, like, have helped me keep up with the show because, unfortunately, I'm kind of busy. I cannot recommend you, Chris Rowe, doing such a great job on that podcast. I, it's one of my regulars. Everyone has, like, their six podcasts they absolutely listen to. The Hawkeye Character Corner podcast is absolutely one of those I listen to. I highly recommend anyone that's listening to me right now listen to that.
0: Thank you very much. So that is the, the thrust of this network is the nerd stuff. They gave me a sports corner to yell so I don't have any and so I really do appreciate that. But, yes, we're reviewing Hawkeye every week. Uh, we've got three episodes left. Come and join us now. Only three to go, and it's timing up to end right before Christmas Day, just like in the show. These guys are very good at what they do. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.